0: Got dreams of being a professional podcaster, but have no idea what you're doing? This is impossible. That's about to change. A new kind of school. Welcome to the Pod School Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. Today I'm going to be talking about the magic of having a co-host and also the punish of having a co-host. It is not always a good idea to pair up with somebody for your show. Of course, this is going to depend entirely on your content. So if you're doing a comedy show, maybe just yapping into a microphone by yourself is going to work, you need somebody to bounce off, but if you are umming and ahhing about it but you're not quite sure, I just wanted to jump into your ears and give you a few things to think about that will be important to keep in mind when you're making the decision. The first thing that I'd say is that if you are brand new to this, it can seem like the best option because you might be scared to do it on your own. It is, I guarantee, a weird experience to talk into a microphone by yourself and to get that energy and tone and excitement that you need to actually engage an audience. So it can be really tough to learn to do that until it becomes quite natural. An easy way to sort of solve this can be to jump in and grab a co-host, but there are a lot of reasons why co-hosts with somebody can be more trouble than it's worth. Yes, it's much easier to have that conversational chemistry and that energy with somebody else in the room, but some things to think about before you lock down a friend or a work colleague or someone and say, let's do this, is that you need to make sure that you are both equally committed to the project. If this is a baby of yours and you are too frightened to do it on your own and so you're looking for somebody to jump in with or you think you might be more motivated to do it if somebody else jumps in board. They have to have the same amount of passion for the project as you do. Otherwise, it is going to get real awkward and real uncomfortable real quick. You know, everybody wants to get involved in podcasting these days. So if you offer up the idea to a friend or a colleague, then chances are they're probably going to say yes, because it's going to sound like a great idea. But the thing it's important to realize is that it often takes a long time to build an audience and to build a fan base. And you have to be sitting down in in front of a microphone with somebody who looks across at you and says, I would do this whether we had listeners or not. You need somebody who is invested in the project and just wants to do it because they want to create something and they see the worth in doing this week in, week out. If it's taking you a long time to actually build your audience, it can be sometimes kind of soul destroying if you don't have that fire burning in your belly for what you are doing. The audience and the listeners will eventually come. It is a long-term game. Yes, there are some shows that flash into the scene and get heaps of listeners straight away, but those are the exception rather than the rule. So make Make sure you choose the right partner. It's just like bending down on one knee and asking someone to marry you. You've got to stick with this person week in, week out, and you want to make sure that they are on the same page. So keep that in mind and think to yourself, if this is really your passion project and something that you want to do, but you can't find somebody who is equally as dedicated, then it might be worth just spending the time to practice and get over those nerves and get comfortable behind the microphone by yourself because you know you will always be willing to turn up every week and get that show out that maybe somebody else might not be that committed to. The other thing that is fantastic about having a co-host is chemistry and that energy that you get when you're across from somebody, but it can have negative effects on your podcast. Sometimes chemistry, if it's very easy for you to sit down across from somebody and wing it and still have a good time, it can actually make you lazy because you can kind of feel, oh, well, we don't have to prep as much because once we sit down together, we'll find somewhere to go. And that can often end up in a meandering show that doesn't necessarily go anywhere that doesn't have the listener in mind, that often goes off on tangents and thinks very little about the person on the other end of the earbud. So it's really important if you do decide to have a co-host that you make sure you maintain the discipline of doing a show. It's very easy to stick to a plan and make sure that you are always thinking about your audience and creating content for them when you are by yourself. But it's still really important when you're with somebody else not to get too caught up in the moment of being with them. Yes, you are still performing and trying to get them interested in what you're saying, but you must always have the audience in mind. So even though you're having a conversation with somebody, you're basically presenting that conversation to the people who are listening. So it's really important that you keep them at the top of your mind and don't get lost in the sort of magic and the joy of the moment. Save that stuff for the pub, have all of your great combos at the pub that nobody really cares about or wants to listen to, but just be mindful of being disciplined and making sure that your show still stays on track so it doesn't end up being a waffle. Mess that somebody listens to and goes, uh, Guys, uh, uh, do you even know I'm here? You just never want to forget the people that are turning up to listen to your show. And often that takes planning preparation. I know all the boring stuff, but it's still important if you have a co-host that you do all that stuff as well. If you decide that co-hosting is definitely for you, if it suits your show, if you know you've got a partner in crime that is going to hold your hand, Thelma and Louise style and leap off that cliff, then fantastic. Here are some tips, if that is you, that will help you work well with them. The first I would say is to please use hand signals. Sometimes people say, oh, hand signals are for babies, but they're not. They're absolutely for professionals and in professional radio studios and any professional shows, you will always see people using hand signals because that's the way that you make it sound like a really easy back and forth conversation where nobody steps on anybody's toes and nobody talks over the top of each other because you're basically signaling in the studio or in the podcast setup that you want to talk next or that you've got an idea so that the person across from you can sort of get through the end of their thought without being right. Over, but also knowing that when they finish their point, they can pass the ball over to you. It really helps to move things along in a way that sounds a lot more seamless when you hear it in your ears. But in the studio or in your lounge room, if that's where you record, you can basically look like you're directing traffic if you want to, but your audience will never know. The other important thing is to please share the load. Nothing will get your blood boiling quicker than you doing every single thing for your podcast and your co host just turning up sit down at the beginning of the process And divide up what needs to be done. Who's going to do the show notes pages? Who's going to upload the episodes? Who's going to share things out via social media? You want to make sure that everybody is doing their part so that no resentment builds in the show because you just can't have that magical chemistry that people love to listen to if you're sitting across from your co-host, staring into their soul, trying to make them feel guilty for the fact that they've done absolutely nothing for the show. This again will come down to the person that you choose to be across from. But once you do choose that person, do make sure you are bringing equal things to the table because that will make it much easier for this to be a longer term project. My final piece of advice and the most important of all is that if you have a co-host, your number one goal should be to make them sound amazing. If you have two people in a show or three people in a show and everybody's individual goal is to make the other people in the room sound amazing and support them and keep the ball up in the air. Then, as a team, you can never lose. The show will always be good if you are always looking out for the people that you are with. Listeners love to hear people in their ears who clearly respect and love each other and enjoy being in a show together. And the only way that you get that happening is if you're looking out for the people that you do a show with. Your audience is going to smell a mile away if your MO is just to be the person that speaks the most on the podcast or to get the most points across or to have the last laugh all the time. It really isn't great to listen to if that is what you're coming to every show with. But if you are committed to the team win and realize that if somebody else gets the laugh or if somebody else makes the important point, then everybody wins as a whole, then your show will be so much better. And it'll also be a joy to work on because who doesn't love working with other people where you go, you guys really dig what I do and you're supporting me. So it's a great way to make sure that the energy, the vibe and the commitment to your show is the best it possibly can be if you are all looking out for each other. I hope that's helped you work out whether or not a co-host is right for you. You can check out the show notes page for this and all the other podschool podcast episodes at podschoolpodcast.com. You can also sign up for my online podcasting course there, Podschool. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next week. And until then, happy podcasting. That's all for today.